What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, guys? This is the Talking the Draft podcast. I'm your host, Connor Lively, joined by a guest today as Zay Flowers, Boston College wide receiver, is on the show. Zay, man, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me on here today. Absolutely, man. I know you have had a hectic week or so. You were at the East-West Shrine game. Um, didn't didn't finish the whole week down there, but you were down there visiting with some teams, going through a couple of those early practices. I know a lot of people are, you know, hey, was there an injury or was it, you know, why, why didn't he play in the game? You want to touch on that a little bit just to clear the air on, on what all happened down there? Um, I mean, it was no injury. It was nothing to it. It was just me, my representation, and my family decided that we put enough on film. And right. So I just decided to go out one day and put stuff in front of the scouts to give them, like, to show them that it's real. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's that's become such a common thing, especially – you get these guys who are, you know, first round picks, first round locks. You know, they just they go down there, they meet with some of these teams, they have those conversations, but they don't really practice a whole lot and they don't play in the games just to risk anything bad happening. And and I think that's people wanted to hear it from you. You know, I think that's a, a thing that, you know, I can tell them and people can tell them, but hearing it from you comes a, goes a long way. But man, how was that week for you? You know, you probably met with a ton of teams. You went through a couple of those early practices probably learned a lot in that week. Can you touch on just some of the uh, things that you took place in and some of the drills you did with some of the coaching staff? Uh, it was, I had a fun week. actually. like getting to know the guys, getting to know everybody from different schools. It was just like a great experience to have because you don't get experiences like that um, at school or just being around. So, and being around NFL coaches, you get to know what they like. Um, it was a high demand. Like everything was sped up. You got to be able to take it from the board to the field immediately. And when you, and you gotta be able to perform at a high level when you do take it to the field. So just being able to do that and get a feel for it, like um how the NFL is ran, how teams, it was a great week to me, just getting a head start. No doubt. You mentioned, you know, kind of doing some of these things that these NFL teams like to see. What were some of the things that you were able to do in those early practices that that kind of translate from your game at Boston College to some of those things that the NFL looking for in receivers, you know, in that first round range? Uh, sure, explosive explosiveness, um, just seeming move side to side, um, contested catches, um, special teams, and be able to take my uh, the knowledge that I got on the board to the field immediately and watch it work. And you mentioned a couple things there that I wanted to touch on as well, special teams and just kind of taking what you see on the board and taking it to the field. Um, 
special teams is something you you did a little bit more this year um, at Boston College than you have in previous years. Is that something that teams kind of see an added value in you as as a guy who can do some punt return, kick return stuff on special teams? Uh, yeah, I, like anybody at my size and be as explosive as me and make plays from everyone. So I'm pretty sure every team makes that out. Somebody like me at punt return, kick return, and participating in special teams. So it was like, yeah, most of the team wanted to see that. And then you mentioned that whiteboard scenario, which is something that I think's such an underrated aspect of these games and the combines and meeting with these teams is them taking you through some of the routes, some of the, you know, play calls against different coverages and stuff like that. Um, how, 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 how is that done? Like in the NFL nowadays, there's so much given on the receiver's shoulders, the option routes, these different offenses that gives receivers the ability to kind of read coverages throughout the routes and, make a break this way or that way. How much was that added into the meeting process with these teams uh, over at East-West Shrine? Um, it wasn't a lot. I'll say it was 50-50, but it was a lot of stuff I've seen at school and seen before, so it wasn't really hard to take it to the field. It's just have different names, different um, ways to call it, and that's, that's basically all that was the difference. Because at Boston College, we did a lot of the same thing that I've seen. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so kind of moving on from East West Shrine and getting into just your, the rest of your off seasons, I'm sure you're going to be parked up at a training facility, getting ready for the combine, uh, getting ready for all those workouts. Where are you going to be training at this off season? Uh, I'm training at perform down in Davie, Florida. This is somewhere I've been training since I was in the eighth grade. So just felt at home going back there and being with the guys. I know you know, as a as a guy, you know, coming out of college into the NFL draft, it's not like you've ever been to an NFL combine, but you kind of get the gist and you you kind of get the understanding of what's going to be asked of you at that combine. What are some of the things that you're putting a focus on early in this training and throughout this training process that you're you're really putting an emphasis on getting better at or improving, you know, this time or this jump? You know, we talked about how explosive you are, so we, we anticipate you testing really well at these things. But what are some things you're kind of going to be working on throughout this training process? <laughs> I'll say mainly the 40, mainly. Everything else, I think I'll be all right. And, like, the agility stuff, um, I move side to side every game. I do that a lot. So I'll just say mainly the 40. I run routes, I catch. So I don't think anything else would be the problem. All right, so I'm curious. I, I always ask this question. I never I never expect you guys to give me an answer because I know it's something you're training for. But a couple sites, they take a guess at what your 40 time will be based on – Things you did as a high school recruit, you know, through high school recruiting. Um, NFL Draft Bus has your 40 time projected at a 437. Do you think that that's right, or do you think you're going to be over that or under that? Um, I'm going to just run as fast as I can. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. I had to throw that one in there. You know, you know, I had to... <laughs> no, 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 I know. <laughs> Hey, I will say I'll give them credit. Is when I when I watch tape and then I go in there and I look at some of these projections they give. A lot of them do make a lot of sense. You know, it's it, you, you got guys who yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah. that's go, a good time though. That's a good time. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of you know, if I had to take a guess, it'd be right in that that time frame for sure. So, um, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I, like I said, I, I wanted to I wanted to see what you what you thought of that, but. Um, 
Man, I wanted to dive a little into, I always like hearing the stories of recruiting and what kind of led you to Boston College, what led these guys to the universities that they chose, um, colleges that they chose. Um, coming out of high school, you were a three-star recruit. You know, you had, I'm sure, a lot of interest in and out of state. What what led you and what was the major factor in you going to Boston College and uh, starting your career there? Um, they showed up every week. Um, they gave me opportunity. Um, that a lot of teams was a lot of teams and Boston College flew every week. Uh, they came to my school. Uh, they texted me every day. They got on phone calls with me. So they were showing a lot of love. Then I went to take a visit, and the guys was cool. Um, it's like one of the best schools in the country, like education wise. And my me and my dad was looking for a school that was like big on education and also be able to play football at a high level. And BC gave me that chance. So. When we took that visit, after that visit, I said, I feel good. I feel like I could play. I did was playing early, and I was able to play. I was able to accomplish all those things, so worked out perfect. And that was one thing that, you know, a lot of times guys don't play right away. You know, they don't even see the field in year one. They redshirt year one, whatever it was, and, and you did get action in year one. How important was that for you to go to a place where you could get on the field early and, and, and get some playing time right away to start developing, you know, in year one and not have to sit around or take that redshirt year and wait to get going? Um, I knew if I got on that, um, the field earlier that I was going to be able to adjust to the speed um, faster adjust to the feet on speed faster, adjust to everything that I needed to adjust to um, earlier than the most. So that was big. And I just, I didn't matter because I wanted to be to play defense. So it didn't matter if I was on the field for defense or offense. Yeah. And, and that was one point too, is I know you played a lot of DB in, uh, in high school. Was that, were you going to Boston College solely as a receiver, or was it a situation? I know a lot of guys I talked to going into the draft, they said that they actually came into college as a DB and then they were transitioned over to a receiver. They were there as a receiver and they transitioned over a DB. Was it was it all offense for you coming out of college, or was there some you know maybe some, something uh, there? That no, you I, 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 was, I was recruited. I was recruited as a defensive back. Really, I went to um, Boston College. Yeah. So when did that transition happen for you to go from DB to wide receiver? Um, the first day of camp, first day of um, <laughs> okay. yeah, camp. Yeah. They, they don't give you much of a heads up on those things. It's like, Hey, you're a DB. And then a, a day in, they're like, never mind, You're going to play receiver. We, we, that, that explosiveness and that, that's, yeah, no, I was just waiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no I, I was just actually waiting in the middle of the field. And like you're a receiver. And I was like, all right, and just ran over and then up there. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. 
That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. That's awesome. Uh, I, always, I always love to hear that. You know, it's it's crazy because those those positions are just so many of the DBs I talked to came in as receivers and so many of the receivers I talked to came in as DBs. So it's always kind of interesting to see how that transition happens. Um, so obviously you had a huge career at Boston College. You put up great numbers, um, really exploded in 2022, but had a really consistent career um, in 22, 21, 20, and 19. Um the big play production's always been there. The yards after the catch have always been there. What's the one trait that you're going to bring into the NFL from Boston College that you just have like the most confidence in? I mean, obviously, when you turn on your tape, you see the ability to line up at different spots, the ability to win down the field, the ability to win after the catch. But what's that one trait that you're pushing all the chips in on and going, this is going to play at the NFL level, no no doubt about it? All of them. All of them. I like it. Every single one. I love it. I love it. And, and I'll give you my, so my point of view and something that I guess is frustrating, but also exciting about your game for me when I turn on your all 22 and I'm watching it and maybe it's a size thing. I don't know what it is, but you're like labeled as a slot guy. And to me, I go, he didn't, I mean, he played slot, but he also slot. Played, I know I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I, I, I watch you on tape and I go, he's lined up on the boundary just as much, if not more, if he's lined up in the slot. And I, I just look at a guy yeah. who can line up outside. He can play inside. And I don't know if it's a, a height thing or whatever, you know, but I just – I see a guy that is getting labeled as a – I mean, Antonio receiver. Brown, my height. Yep. <laughs> Brandon Cook's my height. Tyreek Hill, my height. Tyreek Hill, that's so, the biggest one. Yep. They they want to put the label on me, but I don't think you could put the label on me because my films speak different. Absolutely. And that's what it, that's what it always goes back to for me is – so many guys throughout the years I've talked to, you know, they're, oh, they're only slot guys. And I just go, they don't, they're not even slot guys in college. Why are you putting them in the slot in the NFL? Like, that's not, yeah. I don't know. It's always just an interesting conversation. But, but that's something that I see just with all of your traits, your speed, your explosiveness, your ability to create after the catch, the ability to win with the football in the air. Like, those are all the things you do really well. And I go, man, th- this guy might be you know, a guy who can play outside full time and just move into the slot, you know, if need be, but there's so many, you know, wide receivers move around so much nowadays, which is speaks to your versatility. And I think that's something that I love about your game because we see the best receivers in the game go from outside to inside, inside to outside. They move around because this game's turned into such a matchup, um, you know, game. And and that's just something that I I love about your game. I love the ability for you to win outside, inside, uh, you know, with motion, without motion, you do so many of those things. Well, that's what I, that's what I like when I turn on your tape. Yeah. Thank you. So a couple more questions for you just to uh, cover in Boston college. So what, 
I want to go back to what's the most memorable moment from you from your career from Boston College? Was there a game? Um, was there a play? Say, no, I'll say being NC State. Being NC State last year was probably my most memorable because we. I don't, I don't think we beat a team, a ranked team, in five years. We didn't beat a ranked team in five years, and and all the receivers was balling too. So. I was like, that's probably one of my best moments like at Boston College. All right, so what's your – that was your most memorable moment. What's the most memorable game for you just as far as like your production or you felt like you put the most, best film out there? Maybe not even your 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 best statistic-wise game, but just a game where you like, if somebody turns on the tape of this game, they're going to see the dominance that, that Zay Flowers brings to the table. Um, Rutgers, Louisville, Pitt, my, Pitt, my sophomore year. Um, Rutgers in Louisville. This year, you could be with Syracuse this year. I mean, it's, I don't even know, honestly. I can't even tell you. But this, if I had to choose from this year, I'd say Louisville. Yeah, that was that was a fun one to watch for sure. That was I watched that one back after just after the game. We had got some tape on that one in the all twenty two, and I was like, oh man, here here comes another first round receiver. I'm gonna fall, I'm gonna fall in love with. I'm a I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan. Let, <laughs> yeah, let me let, let me preface this by saying I'm a Cowboys fan, and we're in desperate need of some receivers right now. So I was like, oh, here we go, a guy who can who doesn't run. All all our receivers currently run like four fives, four five fives. I'm like, this guy doesn't run a four five. He's explosive. He wins after the catch. Please. <laughs> not not that hey, I'm sure. You, not that I don't know if you'll be around that long. Unfortunately, but we'll hopefully cross our fingers. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so man, I wanted to kind of go through a couple more things with you just, just in general, you know, we talked about, you know, those, those traits that you bring to the table, your explosiveness, that ability to win. Um, what are some things as far as your route running that you really, you really like, and, you know, excite you about bringing it into the NFL, you know, it's that, that, that's become such a big trait for guys coming out of college into the NFL is the ability to run routes, multiple routes, run the full route tree, um, what what's your favorite route to run and and why? Favorite route to run. Um, I don't I don't think I have a favorite route honestly. If I had, if I had to choose one, I'll say post. Uh, I mean, I could run them all. I could run like every single route. I I think. All right, let me let me ask me, but let me if ask I had you. To choose, so, do you play Madden? Um, I just started recently. I started training, but okay. I usually don't play games. Right, right. So, so let's just say you're playing Madden, but Madden was actually yep. just Zay Flowers, and you had to. It was twenty eight, twenty eight in the Super Bowl, and you had to draw up the play that scores the winning touchdown, and Zay Flowers has to get the ball. What would that play call slash? What coverage we have? Let's say let's say what, what coverage. let's say you're facing. I'm gonna give you something difficult just so it's not easy. So I'll say I'll I'll say y'all are just y'all are facing a cover two look. With let's say you're just facing a cover two look with man coverage lined up across the board. So you got two deep safeties. So, so cover two man. So two man. Yes. All right, but two man, he had a corner would be low hip, so I'm running a double move. I like I'm it. I'm probably running um, 
Uh, I'll probably want to out up. I like it. Now, now in that in that look, would you, I don't know. I'm put I'm putting the headset on you. Would you would you move yourself around in motion at all pre-snap, or would you just play it static and go from there? Oh uh, yeah, no, I'll probably I'll probably motion the tight end, see if man's on. Then once I find out what it is, that's when we going. I like it. I like it. But big again, Cowboys fan. Amari Cooper was around for a long time. He was very famous for that 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 out and up and that that sluggo route that he ran. So that's a that was always a fun one to, to watch. Um, all right, cool man. I've got one more question for you, and I didn't prep you for this, so it might be a tough question, but I always love getting an answer to this. I want you. You've done those. Have you seen those graphics or whatever where you like you build the quarterback? You know, you put like Patrick Mahomes' arm. You know, Jalen Hurts. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I want you to build the receiver of that. Whether it's an NFL or college guy that you've watched, like where, where, what would you, how would you put together the route running, the speed, the 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 hands, the yak, like putting you on the spot. Right, I, I know I didn't give you time to prep for this, but <laughs> all right. So I'll go Tom Brady thinking. Tom Brady had Tom Brady like mindset. Um, obviously Patrick Mahomes arm. Um, I mean, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm building a quarterback. I got to think of receiver. I like right, the quarterback so, one too. Let's go. <laughs> um, so if I had to think smart receiver, I go Devontae Adams for head. Um, hands, I'll go D hop. Arms, I'll go D hop. Um feet, Devontae Adams. You gotta go Tyreek Hill speed. Tyreek Hill speed, obviously. <laughs> um Stefan Diggs, agility, he's route running. That's a, uh, that's what a else? Good. What else we got? What else I'm missing? You, I was going to ask you about route running. You said Stefan. I feel like it always comes down to Stefan Diggs. Oh yeah, Stefan Diggs. Justin Jefferson. One of the Steph, Stefan Diggs or Justin Jefferson for oh, route running. I like it. And then I yeah, guess that, the only that's other probably, thing that's probably be mine. the only thing you'd be missing is like yards after the catch. Like who's a dude who just football on his hands? You yards know? after the catch. Um, Tyree Kill. Yeah, that's a tough one too. Tyreek Hill. He's a, he's a dog, man. It's Tyreek Hill uh, or Jalen Water. Jalen, yep, yep. Speed, speed, speed is absolutely the a dangerous trait that you can't defend. So. Yeah, that's the key right there. Yep. All right, I w- I'm getting you out of here now. Last thing I want to ask you, close you out with, is any team, the drafts, Zay Flowers. It's gonna, you know, for me, it's gonna be in the first round. I'm I'm sitting there praying it's at 26 overall. Like I said, I'm I'm, I'm getting nervous. I don't think I don't think you're gonna make it that far. But um, the team that drafts Zay Flowers, um, what are they getting in him as a football player, and then also what are they getting him as a man and a guy off the field? Um, off the field, I, I think they're gonna get like a happy person, a person that's gonna make the locker room better. Um, just smiling all the time, want to see everybody succeed. And on the field, I think you're going to have one of the explosive receivers in the draft, the best receiver in the draft. And you're going to be ready for a lot of big plays. Big plays is what everyone's looking for. And it's something that you showed consistently on tape at Boston College. And it's something that I think you're going to see a lot on Sundays coming up. So, Zay, this is awesome, man. I appreciate the time. Uh, Really looking forward to following you throughout these next few months. And getting the training going and seeing you at the combine and, and really just, just, just seeing you kind of close the book on, on Zay, Zay Lowers before the NFL starts. Cause that, that new book's going to get started and it's going to be a fun one. Yep. 
Thank you. It's going to be a long <laughs> Love it. Love it, man. Today, thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This was the Talking the Draft podcast. We'll see you guys next time. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.